The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and search the whole wide variety of free contests and an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot Add up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Sunday, June 6th, it's Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down this Sunday NHL Stanley Cup playoffs card. Uh, two games on tap, Winnipeg-Montreal as the scene shifts to La Belle-Provence uh, for Game 3 tonight uh, in that series, as well as Game 4 with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. So we will preview both of those games. We'll also look back at last night. Before we do... Um, we do want to mention, you know, DraftKings, a premier sponsor here of the Hockey Podcast Network and all the shows on the network. Uh, great job by them yesterday. If you bet golf and you happen to be betting John Rahm to win the Memorial Tournament uh, this weekend, obviously a stunning turn of events. Uh, he is absolutely on his way to winning that tournament. I know there was a whole Sunday final round to go. Maybe he has a bad round. Maybe he collapses down the stretch. But the way he was golfing. I don't think that was going to happen. Uh, he was in control. He was up by six strokes at the time. And he ends up all of a sudden getting, you know, someone uh, goes up to him, coming off the 18th green at the end of his third round, and obviously delivers the bad news to him that, you know, you have to withdraw from this tournament. You can't keep playing in this tournament. You've tested positive uh, for COVID-19. It was, uh, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. Hell, Jim Nance on the broadcast for CBS had no clue what was going on. He's like, what's going on here? You could actually hear him say that on the broadcast. It was just such an incredible te television moment because everybody was shot. Like what the hell's going on? And right away when you, you can tell he's getting bad news, really bad news because someone's come up and talked to him. And all of a sudden he's like going like this, you know, hands in his head, all that kind of thing. And, uh, he ends up walking back to the uh, clubhouse there, uh, and you could tell it was delivered bad news, you know, but we just didn't know what it was. You could have thought maybe someone in the family got ill or 
passed away or something. You thought it would, could have been something really bad. This is still pretty bad, but you, you just your mind's racing. What on earth could have been the news that now he's forced him to withdraw and leave the golf course like that? But that's what it was. And obviously, because he's tested positive, you can't keep playing. You're out of the tournament. And what DraftKings did is they paid out all those John Rom bets as winners uh, on uh, that. Uh, if you, so if you bet John Rom to win the Memorial, you were graded a win uh, for your bet. So incredible gesture and display from DraftKings for uh, all their uh, customers, all their players at DraftKings Sportsbook. So I just wanted to acknowledge that because I think that is an upstanding thing to do. Uh, wonderful that uh, DraftKings decided to honor that bet. I mean, if I were in that those shoes and had bet John Rom to win that tournament, I honestly would have just been happy with the with the refund, with the push, you know, with just yeah. getting the money back and being it called having it called void. Uh, but the fact they paid out all those John Rom outright bets as winners, uh, as wins, uh, uh, kudos to DraftKings, of course, who uh, sponsors the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, great job with that. Uh, and it, you like to see that, Alex, in terms of sports books, you know, at the end of the day, you know, trying to do good by the people that, you know, and put their money down with their book, with their uh, app, with their uh, property, whatever the case may be. Uh, and it's good to see uh, examples of what DraftKings did yesterday uh, for those that bet John Rahm in this golf tournament. Yeah, and you know, it's huge. This is a, a landmark event potentially in, in the world of sports betting because, uh, you know, that means the gaming commissions in where DraftKings is available, and there's a couple other books that did it as well. Uh, they allowed the books to grade this as a win where, you know, some of the, the, the older standbys, mainly Nevada, uh, pretty much had to, you know, just kind of call this as a loss because he didn't complete the event. We're going to see changes now in how gaming commissions across the, the nation and, of course, soon, you know, around the world uh, approach some of these things and some of these, these you know, uh, you know, the, of course, like I said, we always talk about checking the, the list of rules with whatever sports book you deal with. Uh, and it's, it's a long list. It takes time to read. But uh, we're going to see some of those being reviewed because, like you said, you know, the thing is that people are, are you know, putting their hard earned money down on, on all these events and, you know, to pay them out as a win or even like I said, to refund them you're going to get the money back. You know, you're going to, these people aren't just going to just, you know, take the money and, and you're never seeing them again. Uh, you know, so it's, it's good for business. And I think some of the, the, uh, the older standbys need to kind of take notice of that uh, moving forward. If, if other events uh, happen to be disrupted in this manner. Absolutely. Uh, it definitely is going to be something that we'll see how it uh, is handled moving forward, but it was definitely handled well yesterday uh, by DraftKings in regards to John Rahm. Uh, we also handled business quite well yesterday with the Islander game worked out well for both of us. Uh, uh, Alex was on the Islanders. I had them as well for the uh, show best bet. So uh, they got it done. We'll start there since we brought them up. Uh, Bruins and Islanders, uh, really a, a, an entertaining hockey game last night. Uh, it was a fight filled first period. Uh, Taylor Hall gave him full marks for dropping the gloves with Mayfield. Mayfield's thrown the dropped the gloves and fought a lot, not a lot, but a, a bunch of times. You know, he is definitely someone that's familiar with dropping the gloves and getting into scraps. Not so much Taylor Hall. And yet, if you look at the replay, Taylor Hall kind of initiated that one and dropped the gloves first. I, I was absolutely floored by that. Uh, but credit to him. And he hung in there. You know, he's obviously going up against someone that fights and drops the gloves a lot more than he does. Uh, but I think it showed a lot to his team. You know, rally the bench a little bit. He didn't like the hit he took. And he did something about it. He didn't whine. He didn't complain. He actually said, you know what, Scott Mayfield, I didn't like that hit. You know, let's go. Uh, and he dropped. And he was the first one to drop the gloves. I thought that was amazing to see Taylor Hall do that. Well, well done 
uh, by Taylor Hall. Of course, it was a very rough game from the very beginning. There was pretty much a, a scrum after the majority of whistles uh, in this game throughout the game. There was nasty stuff. There was, of course, Jared Tenorti and Matt Martin. That was a legit heavyweight fight uh, later in the first period. That was a good scrap. You had lots of scrums going into the second and the third period. There were a lot of scrums after the whistle, after bumping the goalie. We saw David Krejci give the little nine of hearts uh, to someone there on the uh, Islanders, uh, and that didn't make the Islanders happy. It looks like Zajac wanted to tear his head off. You know, after he did that with the old little stick between in the groin area in between the legs there by uh, David Krejci, which they reviewed. See, would that be a major penalty or just a minor? Uh, they ended up giving it a minor penalty. And look, sometimes we're going to just be right or wrong with our gut intu intuition. And my gut intuition was based on him tying the game in game three of this series the other night that Matt Barzell would get things cooking a little bit. And he sure did last night for the New York Islanders. A goal and an assist. He was very, all over the ice. He was making things happen. He, of course, had a beautiful assist on the Kyle Palmieri goal, uh, which tied the game. And, of course, an incredible hand-eye coordination type of goal to put the game uh, not away but give the Islanders the lead uh, late in the third period. Just basically uh, swatted it out of midair uh, just as the puck was about to hit the ice, uh, and it beats Rask for that 2-1 to one goal. Uh, and, of course, the Islanders put it away with not one but two empty netters, and they end up winning 4-1. to one. I thought they got stronger as the game went on. There were times bought they were holding back a little bit. Boston carried the play. It was pretty even most of the way, but I thought the Islanders got better in the third period, and you could tell the urgency really set in for the Islanders uh, in the third period of that game when it was 1-1, saying, hey, we got to find a way here. We can't go back to Boston down 3-1. Barzell was great. Beauvillier had a million chances. He played a good game, even though he couldn't capitalize on any of them. He was noticeable. And look for the Bruins, David Posternock. I mean, you talk about maybe the game sort of swinging toward the Islanders, but that moment, he basically, that's basically the equivalent of missing a two-foot putt, what David Posternock did last night. Uh, that was a wide-open net, a yawning cage, and he puts it right off the post. I mean, he had nobody in front of him. The, the net was just there. All he has to do is basically slide. He could have just sl slid it right into the middle of the net. Instead, he just shanks it, and it goes off the post. Uh, a stunning miss, to be honest with you. Uh, by pasta uh, in that regard uh, with that. Uh, I, I'm still stunned to this moment that he missed that and did not put that in the net uh, for a Bruin goal. But uh, nevertheless, uh, the Islanders did what they had to do four one win. And you got to start calling out some of these uh, depth forwards for the Bruins. You know, I still thought Bergeron's line played well. Taylor Hall was noticeable. Krejci had a big goal. Where's Jake DeBrusque and Charlie Coyle on that goal that Paul Mary scored. This is the playoffs, guy. Like, how about you, you 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 screw in there and figure out where your man is and don't lose coverage like that in front of the net. It's like he didn't even try to cover Palmieri in front of the net. He just let him go. Basically just said, here you go. Here's your space right in front of Tuka Rask. There's the puck. I'll let you have at it. I'll, don't mind me. Don't mind me whatsoever. I thought that was abysmal by Charlie Coyle right there on the defensive end on that Islander goal uh, that made it 1-1. Uh, terrible on his part. DeBrusque's done nothing in this series, and I know Bruins fans are calling for him to be a healthy scratch next game. That's how bad it's getting with Jake DeBrusque. Not only is he not giving you anything offensively, but he's losing puck battles. He's not digging in the corners as, as well as, as much as he needs to because that's his game, the four-check game, and he's just not showing up at that end of the ice right now for the Bruins. So they have some adjustments to make. Uh, Bruce uh, Cassidy wasn't impressed with his team uh, passing up so many shots and opportunities to shoot the puck. 
uh, in that game last night. So we'll see if they fix that. Here we go. We're talking about we got to shoot the puck more and we got to fix the power play. You know how many times we hear coaches say that? And uh, Cassidy said that about the Bruins uh, after last night's loss. But the Islanders win 4-1, and now the series tied 2-2. We're down to a best of three. And I'm on schedule with Boston 4-3 series bet, as well as the series to go seven. We're right on schedule with that in good shape, hopefully, unless one of these two teams wins back-to-back games. And I don't know if we'll see that the way this series has gone. Alex, what's your thoughts on the game last night? Yeah, it's definitely playing right into uh, you know that that line of equation. Uh, it was a great win for you know the Islanders. Another raucous crowd that uh, you know got behind them. Like you said, you know, kudos to uh, Taylor Hall, Scott Mayfield, dropping the gloves, answering the bell, and, and having a great fight. Like I said, as well as Matt Martin uh, and Jared Tenorti. You, you love to see that kind of stuff. And like I said, and moving forward too with just you know the great scoring chances. Like I said, Boston's got to shoot the puck more. And I was saying that too that you know taking that extra pass. We see this with a lot of skilled teams throughout the, the years. You know, that extra pass can kill you sometimes. I know you're looking for the, you know, the best quality shot, the best angle, but sometimes it's putting the puck on net, especially in a gritty series like this. Like you said, we're seeing a lot of heavy hitting, a lot of uh, scrums between the whistles, a lot of traffic in front of both nets. Just put the puck on net and then, you know, let it bounce off of somebody uh, and, and go in. You know, no, no reason to get cute and fancy this series. This is not a cute and fancy series by any means. So, you know, the, the sooner that teams recognize that and early, recognize that earlier in games than, than we've seen, then we'll probably see some more offense. So uh, with Cassidy making that statement, and you know, I'm looking at the lines for that game. We got another five uh, in that total. So we might be looking toward the over. Uh, I might want to grab that sooner than later uh, because that price could go up with people uh, taking notice of that. Yeah, and of course, the two overs in this series were the two games in Boston. And of course, that's where we're headed uh, back there to TD Garden. Uh, for game five. Uh, all right. The other game yesterday was Carolina Tampa Bay. And for the uh, longest time in this series, we've been wondering where is the uh, offensive explosion? What, is there going to be one? And if so, when is it going to happen? Oh, it happened. All right. And it happened in the second period, eight goals, eight in the second period of yesterday's game between the hurricanes uh, and the lightning. The hurricanes are going to have nightmares about this game because when you score four, against Andre Basilevsky, the way he's played this season and the way the Lightning have defended in front of him most of these playoffs, you'd love to be able to say, you know what, we got that game into the win column. And they can't say that uh, because, unfortunately, Carolina was really out of sorts defensively. You know, just they were just letting Tampa Bay make that. Now, Tampa Bay, a lot of it was they just moved the puck so damn well, it's very difficult to defend it. You know, the puck movement, the player movement, the passing between Stamkos and Kucherov and Point and all of these different, especially with the power play, it's what hurt Carolina. And you just cannot be, after two periods in that game, you cannot be against a team like Tampa Bay, 6-1 to one in the penalty category like you were. Six Carolina penalties, one Tampa Bay penalty after the first two periods of that game. You just can't be in the box that much against a team as skilled, as potent, as devastating with their power play as the Lightning are and expect to win games. You just can't. And Carolina learned that the hard way, that we just, our discipline caught up to us again. And Carolina, you know what? They got away with bad discipline at times against Nashville. I thought they were in the penalty box a lot in that series and they got away with it because look, they're they're just way better than Nashville. Uh, But that's not going to happen in this series. You know, they are still taking too many penalties. And they're paying the price for it because you can't give teams that good with a power play that that's that's that lethal, that many chances to strike 
and lightning did indeed strike multiple times with the man advantage yesterday uh, against Carolina. Very unfortunate. You know, they finally got some goals. They finally got some offensive production, Carolina, and you still come up short in a game you almost just about had to have. And now you're down three games to one uh, going back to Carolina. Uh, I don't know if Tampa will end the series in game five because Carolina at home is tough uh, and you know they won't roll over, but it's going to be very difficult to see Carolina winning three straight uh, against a Tampa Bay team uh, that's playing quite well right now. And look, they didn't even play their best defensive game. And yet, he, that, that's why Tampa's scary, right? They can win 2-1. They can win 3-2. Their defense and their goaltending is impenetrable. And then there was a little chink in the armor with the defense and the goaltending yesterday. No problem. We'll just have the offense and the power play light you up for six goals, and we'll still win. That's the danger right now with facing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Alex, what do you think of that one yesterday, Kane's Lightning? Yeah, like I said, we saw the, the dam pretty much burst wide open with the offense. And, you know, we talked about it, you know, the, the kind of mantra of the series has been that both teams respect each other's offense and they're playing sound defensively. That completely just went out the window. But like you said, uh, the Achilles heel for the Hurricanes was, you know, like you said, the parade to the penalty box. You cannot keep doing that against a, a dangerous power play like the Lightning. And they, they proved it with three power play goals uh, in that second period barrage. So for this team, you know, to try now, like I said, I don't see them winning three straight at all. And even though they're going back home, that meant nothing. We saw Tampa Bay take the first two games in Carolina. So, uh, you know, this is defending Stanley Cup champion, a proven playoff, a perennial playoff team. They have that killer instinct I always talk about in the postseason. I think they'll be able to get things done in game five, unfortunately for us, because we both have uh, hurricane series bets. But I'll probably be looking to adjust and uh, grab the lightning for game five, because I just don't see where uh, they got their confidence riding high. Like I said, the fact that even, they didn't even play well defensively, but still got that win uh, and started get, to get things clicking offensively. I think that offensive momentum is going to carry them moving forward. Yeah, it's 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 an uphill battle for sure for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes right now. And remember, still without Nita Ryder and Trocek, two of their better forwards. Uh, although offense wasn't their issue yesterday. It was discipline and bad penalty killing. And look, Morozik, I don't even think you can blame him. So many of those goals, like, how are you going to blame Morozik? I mean, they were really good goals, really good shots, great passing. The one, the 4-4 the goal took a crazy deflection off the Carolina defender trying to block the shot, and it just rose right up under the crossbar. There's nothing Morozik could have done there. Yet, I just get that sense, even though you really can't hang that loss on Morozik because they still gave up six goals, I get that sense Rod Brindamore's going back to the kid. Uh, for game five. I just get that sense. He's probably going to go back to Nadelkovich. Just a gut feel. We'll see if I'm right. But I think he's going to end up going back to uh, Nadelkovich for game five and that must-win spot for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. All right, let's turn our attention to today's action. we got two games tonight. Game three, North Division final. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, Montreal Canadiens. We've got Montreal around minus 120 uh, home favorites here. Uh, the total is five Shaded to the over in this game. We've seen an adjustment now with the total five. There are some five and a halfs out there as well, so shop around. Uh, by the way, hit the like button. If you're watching us live on YouTube, please do that. It helps us out quite a bit. We're up to uh, over 1K subscribers on the channel. So anyone that tunes in uh, to the show, hit the li uh, like button. Again, it, does, it, it means that when you search the Ice Guys or NHL or betting, uh, we're going to come up more in the search if you guys hit the like button more often. Uh, that's why it helps us. So definitely uh, hit that like button uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, on a daily basis. Uh, as far as Jets and Habs go, Jets are a team that's got a ton of heart, ton of grit, ton of character. They're not rolling over. 
And to be honest with you, the last game was just they couldn't beat Carey Price. I thought they played good. I thought it was an even game. I don't think Montreal outplayed them by any stretch of the imagination, but they just couldn't beat Carey Price, and it's been a difficult, difficult time of it uh, for them to beat uh, Carey Price in this Montreal defense, which has been really solid. I thought Montreal could win that game and go up 2-0. They did. I don't think Winnipeg is going to roll over, though, and you know how I feel about these teams down 2-0 in in Game 3. I sometimes like to back them uh, because I know they're going to get their their desperate effort, uh, a most urgent uh, effort from the Jets. And look, Paul Stastny traveled with the team to Montreal, and look, with, uh, he hasn't been ruled in yet. It's going to be a game-time decision. I think he's playing tonight. I think this is one of those spots where he doesn't travel to Montreal if he doesn't plan on playing in these two games. I think you're going to see him in tonight for the Jets, and they need it. They need some center ice depth. They need some help down the middle. Uh, he is the kind of guy that's going to give them that tonight in this game. Uh, Hellebuck was good the last game. The Jets defensively were a lot better than they were in game one. Now they just got to find their offense again. Easier said than done with the way the Habs are defending and Price is playing in net. But I think Winnipeg is – and it's one thing to keep in mind, too, about the Jets. Their best hockey has been on the road this year. You know, they've been an excellent, excellent road team throughout the course of the season. And they've actually done well in Montreal throughout the course of the regular season. Now, I know this is playoffs, and I know Montreal, regular season Montreal versus playoff Montreal. We're seeing a night and day difference but I do think the Jets are, aren't going to pack it in here. I like them in the first period specifically. You know I've been on that bet repeatedly uh, with these teams down 2-0 uh, going into game three. Uh, so I like uh, Winnipeg here at the plus price in the first period. A little smaller on them in the full game as well. I do think they've got the potential to take this game tonight as well. This might be the only game they get because I could see this. This could just be a one-off because I could see Montreal bouncing back and winning game four, which is tomorrow night, by the way. It's very important to point out this is a back-to-back that these two teams are playing. Game three tonight in Montreal, and then they'll play game four tomorrow on Monday night. Uh, So this is going to be a back-to-back spot. But I'll take my shot here with the Jets here at a plus price first period. Uh, A little bit more on the first period and a little bit less on the full game uh, with the Jets here in this game. And by the way, it's worth noting this, Alex. In this second round, the team down 2-0 in the series in game three has won. Carolina against Tampa Bay, and of course Vegas uh, against Colorado the other night. Both of those teams were down 2 nothing. They found a way to win game three. Uh, I don't think the Jets are, are going to roll over. Like I said, they were right in the last game. Even game one, they got off to that miserable start, and they still got to within one goal with the net empty and had a chance to tie it. And then, of course, seconds later, we know what happened in that game. Mark Shifley hit on Jake Evans, but... You know, Jets are right there. This is a razor-thin margin series so far. I'll I'll take my shot here with the Jets today, first period and full game. Alex, what's your thoughts? Game three, Winnipeg-Montreal. Yeah, I'm I'm not playing this game. I would lean with the Jets first period. But also, like I said, I think, you know, the way that Carey Price is playing right now uh, and the momentum that this Montreal team has, it's just hard to go uh, against them. And and in this back-to-back spot, if you do like Montreal, I would suggest taking a unit and splitting it. Go half unit with Montreal in the full game, and I would take a shot with the plus 180 for Montreal to win in a four-game sweep because if they can dominate in this game at home and then have to turn right back around to close the series out, I just don't see where Winnipeg will have the energy. I think this is an all-or-nothing spot here for uh, Winnipeg. If they're going to make a series out of it, they have to win this game. There's no, it's not going to be a, a a chance for them to get that uh, going down 3-0 in the series. So uh, that's the way I would play that if you like Montreal. But uh, even if you like Montreal to win the game tonight, I would still look at Winnipeg possibly first period and then look to get a better price adjusted 
on Montreal. He said, this is just uh, a hot team right now. And like I said, Winnipeg's going to come out with some energy and fire. They have to in the first period if they want to make a game and a series out of this. So I uh, wouldn't talk anyone out of the Jets first period, but I still would lean toward Montreal. And like I said, if you like, if you like them to win game three, grab the, the plus price now for them to win the series in four. Yeah, definitely. This is it for Winnipeg. Well, got to win tonight or else I think they, they're probably done after tomorrow night if they don't win tonight because you could see Montreal say, hey, this is a back-to-back. We're, tomorrow night we're right back at it. Let's end it. Why, why take the trip back to Winnipeg if we can avoid it? Uh, I think that's going to be the thought for Montreal if they win tonight. The question is, will they win tonight? I think the Jets have a shot here. I do like the over a little bit too. Again, small bet. These are small. Like It's hard, to, especially with this total now five in a lot of spots. Winnipeg's got to open up. Winnipeg's got to they're, – they're talking about the same thing Boston's talking about going into game five of their series against the Islanders. Shoot the puck more. Shoot, 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 shoot. Don't pass up the opportunity to shoot the puck is essentially the message to the Winnipeg Jets from Paul Maurice. So we'll see if they heed that. And look, get bodies in traffic. That is that is the recipe to beat a goalie that's locked in like Carey Price right now. Pucks, bodies, traffic to the net. Keep it simple. We'll see if the Jets are able – to follow through ex- with the execution on that here tonight. All right, game four, Colorado, Vegas. We've got the uh, Golden Knights here, about minus 115 uh, home favorites here uh, in this one. Uh, total uh, five and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, Colorado, can they tilt the scales back in their favor? Because I hate to use the playoff cliche, and this is a playoff one that I've heard a lot the last you know few days, few weeks. It's all about in the playoffs. There's been a bunch of different people that have said this. Can you? It's about whether you get to your game quicker and you play it better than the other team. I've heard that quite a bit. You've got to get to your game quicker than the other team, and you've got to play your game better and execute your game plan better than the other team uh, at playoff time. For Vegas, they've executed their game better. They've gotten to their game quicker. All of those cliches, they've done that over Colorado the last five periods. And it's not just, you know, and Colorado's still been right in both games. In fact, they won game two, despite getting outplayed in the second period and the third period. And they were actually leading, believe it or not, two to one in the third period against Vegas in game three on Friday night, even though they were getting badly outplayed in that game from a shots, high danger chances. Expected goals in that game were like 4.5 to, you know, two point something for Colorado. I mean, it was, it, it was uh, statistical dominance by Vegas and yet they still needed two goals late in the third to tie the, or to take the lead and win the game uh, against Colorado with the uh, goal was scored by Marcia. So bouncing it in off of uh Grubauer. And then of course the Max patch ready deflection goal. Um, and finally, Jared Bednar had enough. Like this is a guy that's been mild mannered as the head coach of this team. He's, you know, he's pretty low key pretty reserved in terms of his tone of voice. That's about as angry as I've ever seen him after game three, talking about how, you know, the only person that gave a big time effort for our team was Philip Grubauer. And then comparing his top line to Vegas's top line, say, take a look at all the stats, our top line against theirs. It wasn't even close. He said, uh, so it was basically a verbal tongue lashing from a guy that doesn't do that very often, uh, following that game three loss. The question is, can Colorado find their a game? I think after getting a little bit of a, you know, crack some skulls tirade of that magnitude by Bednar, I think you're going to see Colorado awaken a little bit today. And if they bring their A game, if, if they bring it, I think they're too good for Vegas. That's if they bring their A game. 
We haven't seen it the last five periods. We haven't. But if we do see it, I think they're going to show up. And I think Colorado correlates to over because I, I do think, if, look, if Colorado is going to find their game again, dominate, they're going to cycle the puck, they're going to swarm in the offensive zone. We know the characteristics of when Landeskog, Ranton, and McKinnon, and the depth forwards, Jost, Burakovsky, Donskoy, and the rest of them, when they're on their game, they're just, you can't get the puck from them. They possess the puck. They dominate in that category. They have not been doing that now for the last five periods. I think after Bednar lit, lit them up a little bit after that last game, that we're going to see them play a lot better. He basically said they were a no-show uh, after in that game three loss. So I think we see their best today. And if we do see their best, I think it's too good for Vegas. Simple as that. Uh, even though this game at T-Mobile Arena, you got to respect Vegas and the way they play on that home ice. But I think you're getting Colorado's best today. I'm on the abs here, minus 110 uh, in this game. I'm going to take Colorado. I was all, I had Colorado circled from the second I heard Jared Bednar's post-game press conference the other night saying, wow, he's really getting after them for these last five periods. And it's a wake-up call. Look, you're still in control of the series, two to one. But if you keep falling into this malaise that you've been playing like for the last five periods – you're all of a sudden got yourselves a problem on your hands and you're going to have a series on your hands, one that you may not get out of. You know, if you keep this up, you got to stop the bleeding and find your game again. Pronto. It's basically what he said after uh, Friday night's game. I think you see it from Colorado today. I like the abs. I like over five and a half. Uh, as well. Alex, what's your thoughts here? Game four, Colorado, Vegas. Yeah, I grabbed the abs yesterday at even money when it opened. I, I thought for sure we'd be seeing dollar twenty, dollar twenty-fives today, but it was still in the pick'em range. So uh, by all means definitely go and grab that if you like the avalanche. And I also like the team total over just that two and a half minus a dollar twenty-five or minus a dollar thirty. Uh that's great. We've been talking about how Colorado like said for them to win, they got to get the offense rolling. Uh, and it's rare that you see two and a halves with the Avalanche. We've, we've been seeing three and a halves and fours going all the way back to the you know the last month of the regular season because of how this offense has been crushing it. So, uh, like I said, Bednar called them out. I think they're going to answer the bell. And uh, even though, like I said, Vegas is tough at home, I think you know Colorado. We talk about they're just a superior hockey team. They won 11 of their last 12 games for a reason. Uh, I think they get things you know back in, on track, and they end up winning this game, going back home to Denver with a 3-1 lead. Yep, uh, definitely. That team total, your you're, you're great point about the team total here. You're right. I'm seeing it right now. It's two and a half minus 130 on Colorado. I'm, I'm betting that too. Uh, over two and a half minus 130. You know, I've been on Colorado team total over a lot in these playoffs, uh, but uh, all of them have been three and a half. All the, the total team totals were three and a half in the St. Louis series. They were in Colorado uh, earlier in this series, but now in Vegas and off a loss where they got held to just the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the two goals. Uh, in uh, game three, all of a sudden you're seeing a down to two and a half at minus 130. I think they get back to three goals. I think that's a hell of a bet right there. Colorado team total over two and a half minus 130. So I'm on that. I'm on the money line with Colorado and as well as Colorado Vegas over five and a half at around plus 110, plus 105 as well uh, in this one. All right, great stuff. That is the Sunday card. Uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in. We'll get to best bets in just a second. Before we do that, reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. And after what we heard with the John Rom situation, you know they'll do right by you uh, if there's incidents like that, which is great to hear. But uh, download that app, sign up for an account. If you do, you'll get bet bonuses, bet boosts, weekly deposits, weekly specials, weekly incentives, uh, and more. 
Uh, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You'll get NFL uh, in a couple months. It'll be back. College football, uh, NHL and NBA playoffs, as well as MLB Daily. Uh, make sure you check all of that out. DraftKings, uh, download the app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, uh, best bets. Yes, I know we do have a World Hockey Championship a gold medal game. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time this afternoon, Canada versus Finland. What Canada's done is unbelievable. Uh, they had lost their first three games. They've got a very young, inexperienced roster. I thought they were going to be out. They had to win out the rest of their round robin to make the medal round, but they did. They got hot at the right time. They knocked out the powerhouse Russians. They beat the U.S. in the semifinals yesterday, and now here they are in the final against Finland. So let's just say my, my betting analysis on that game is simple. Canada's just on fire right now. I'm not going against them. Simple as that. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'll be betting the game to be honest with you, but uh, Canada's just feeling it right now. And uh, the way I see Andrew Mangiapane playing in this tournament for team Canada uh, in this world hockey chain makes me think, why can't the Calgary flames get more out of that guy? He's a really good, he's a, he's got some skills. He's got some ability. He's got some uh, finish to him. Uh, I think definitely uh, Calgary should be uh, featuring that guy more. I think he should be in a top six role the more I see him play right now. So I think what Calgary mismanaged uh, some players on their team. Whoa. You don't say, I mean, my goodness, Uh, that guy, that guy should be getting more of a look, Alex. He's been playing great. And this guy's buried on a third and fourth line. Most of the season in Calgary. I'm like, look at the skill and the ability this guy's got. And he's tearing it up, scoring goals every game in this tournament. Um, They obviously aren't seeing uh, it the way I am with this kid. Uh, He can play. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, maybe he gets more ice time uh, next year with Calgary because uh, he damn well should, uh, no question. All right, let's get to best bets. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for a best bet tonight? I'm going to go with that Avalanche team total, over 2.5 minus $1.30. I just looked back quickly at the, the game logs. If the number was 2.5 in the last 15 games for the Avalanche, they would have gone 13-2 and two in that stretch. So uh, we know, like I said, it's a dominant offense. They got to wake up in order to, to uh, keep this series in their favor. So we'll go with the Avs. Team total over two and a half minus a dollar thirty is the best bet. All right, team total uh, over two and a half uh, minus one thirty uh, for the Colorado uh, Avalanche. Uh, best bet here for uh, Alex B. Smith uh, with the uh, Avalanche versus uh, Golden Knights game uh, taking place tonight. Uh, no, Kadri is still out. Kadri's still out. He's still he, uh, his thing is he's still had he, still headed for arbitration last I heard. So I don't know what's going on, but he's not playing. No, no way. Uh, he is definitely not playing uh, in the uh, game tonight. Uh, my best bet uh, for this uh, card, I'm going to go with the Winnipeg Jets first period. Uh, I've been on these uh, first periods with the 0-2 team down 0-2 throughout the uh, series, uh, throughout the playoffs, I should say. Uh, and I'm going to stick right by it here uh, today. Again, Winnipeg's also been a pretty good road team all year. In fact, you could argue they've been even better on the road than they've been at home. Uh, first period, plus 110, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Winnipeg plus 110 first period against Montreal. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Sunday uh, NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. Check it out, the podcast on all those platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.